Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And Derek is in Sandy Hills. What's on your mind tonight, Derek? Hey, good evening, panel. I urge every Rangers fan tonight never take another away ticket and cripple every club in the country. Why? The reason for the news is disgusting. Tell me a bit more about it, Derek. Uh, people have been fooled by kids who win Celtic's complaint of money. There's only one club in the country, full under staff, and they've got this much money. Tell me a bit more about it, Derek. The reason for the news is, is, is disgusting. Tell me a bit more about it, Derek. They voted Rangers down in Seen as it wasn't him I just want to get to the nub of this So are you are you boycotting next season Because of today's vote Or because of what happened in 2012 Just just to clear that up for us Eh, uh, let's cripple every club in the country And bring them to their knees Eh, uh, okay You want to swear my question Tell me a bit more about it, Derek Eh, uh, boycott Celtic Eh, uh, okay Joined by Stephen. What's happening, folks? And Melly. I'm back, I'm back, my bank. And lo- look to your face, look to your laurels. <laughs> we are back, we're back with a bang. Uh, that we did We did say that as soon as the Celtic came back, as soon as we decision on the league, Melly, we would return to these microphones and we keep our promise. We sure do, and I always thought it might, it might not be as good. The Hun Fury and Meltdown has really topped up. <laughs> over the past few weeks so that's kept me going and then today 
It was absolutely tremendous. I thought it wouldn't be that good. It's been glorious today. Stephen, we're back to the flagship podcast, but we're not back to the Patreon. The Patreon has been full steam ahead, non-stop. Yes, it has. We've, we've continued our um, Patreon service throughout the, the suspension. Um, I, You're doing you know, it a disservice. We've not continued it. We have ramped it up. Uh, well, that's actually very, very, very true. Yes, we've we've ramped up the output on that significantly as a thank you. A genuine thank you. We've been saying this to them on every podcast we've released on Patreon, but just to give them a shout in the flagship as well. Genuinely, thank you for um, for all the, the support that we've received from our, our lovely patrons. And I hope they've been enjoying everything they've been They've kept the lights on in the, in these studios, so um, so thanks very much to them. But we have we've been ramping up the output on that significantly since we've been away from the the flagship stuff. Yep, as we said, the Patreon stuff has been non-stop. April was our biggest month ever in terms of output on Patreon. There are literally hundreds of hours of additional podcasts on there, and you can get them all in exchange for a little bit of support for this podcast. You can check that out at Patreon.com/slash Twenty Minute Tims. Now, the, one of the running themes that we made on our Patreon podcasts, particularly on the Friday night phone and Stephen, was how we're going to find out about this league, how we're going to find out Celtic <laughs> yeah. have won nine in a row. We weren't going to be at Parkhead. We weren't going to be at some away ground hearing it on the radio or seeing it on Twitter. What we were going to do was get one day a Twitter notification from the SPFL to say, the league has been called Celtic win. <laughs> um, white smoke from the Vatican. White <laughs> smoke from the Vatican. <laughs> And there's no denying, is there, that it's a bit of a bummer to find yeah. out you've won the league that way. But I've got to say, as we record this in isolation, I'm still absolutely buzzing about it. Yeah, it's a strange one. There's no denying it. It's a very strange feeling. Um, it's, on one hand, very, in terms of a football win, in terms of a title win, very unsatisfying. There's something very unsatisfying about it. Because, as you say, we don't get to be in a stadium. We don't get to go out and celebrate it in the proper traditional sense that we would all do and we have been doing for for several years in a row now uh, but Melly's absolutely right the level of unadulterated fury out there over this <laughs> has, <laughs> has made it all the more joyful I'll expand on what I mean but it's a strange feeling because when I when I finally heard the news it wasn't like a yeah so when, when like, it's a well of course what have we all been waiting for all this time it's I've been so comfortable in the last few weeks, so comfortable in the knowledge that justice will finally be done, sense will finally prevail, that when the the news finally came through, I was like, well, about time, quite quite frankly. Aye, that's kind of how I felt about yeah, it. I felt, yeah. that, I felt the fix was in. Now, mm, we'll yeah. go over all the acrimony that's happened, but basically what's happened is the SPFL released a statement today saying Premiership clubs reach a unanimous agreement that hmm. the top flight cannot be finished. What does unanimous mean, Stephen? <laughs> it means everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and and what does everybody what does everybody mean, Melly? That means the mighty Rangers no surrender voted for this and surrendered. That, mean, that means they bowed down and kissed the ring. <laughs> I mean, the SPFL today has announced that the following with following consultation of all twelve top flight clubs, the board has determined that the nineteen twenty Ladbrokes Premiership has been concluded with immediate effect. The league has been awarded on a points per game basis. Celtic have two point six 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 seven points per game, and Rangers have um, two point three one zero points per game. The fix is in. Celtic win the league. Um, there's been a lot of moaning, a lot of fighting. Rangers wanted null and void. Your wee pal for Inverness, he wanted a weasel up to Rangers and get null and void. <laughs> Peter Law and there was basically the majority of the league was not interested in null and void. How do you feel, Stephen Melly, about the way 
this has been concluded personally. I cannot see another way to do it. No, I can. We said it from a long time ago. Look, football's going to be away for a while. Rangers just, as Stephen calls it, it's just hun, hun bravado. Just hun. They have to look like they're doing everything. Yeah. And they voted for this. They voted for it. They they need this again. And Budge, as you say, Jamie, real canny operator. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the league, hearts going down again. So it couldn't have really worked out better. Celtic winning the league and... Hearts going down with Rangers in second. Now, as it was announced today, uh, I was like, Stephen, it wasn't a pure gas, but I was like, a smile to myself. But we completely deserve that. We've yeah. been the best team throughout the season. We've been so consistent. There's only a one or two drop points here and there. But then the the absolute magnitude of what we've done hit me like nine in a row. I was quite emotional. Like, That's incredible. Aye, I never absolutely thought. incredible. This could be done even when Rangers went tits up and it was, we're all singing about going to do 10 in a row. You think that's a long layaway. We've sat here on podcasts over the years saying, look, 10 in a row is a long way away. We banned it last season from saying it. And now we're going into next season on the verge of being able to win 10 titles in a row. It's it's incredible times to be living in, obviously. It's not going great now, but when things get back, we are going to be flying. Stephen, our motto for this season, quite ironic, and I always thought this was quite ironic when the, the, the football came to a grinding halt. Our motto was one game at a time. And then all of a sudden, there were no more games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you win one game at a time, because you never know when yeah. you're not over. <laughs> Very prescient of us, yeah. Melly said that, you know, Celtic were by far the best team. Hearts... Um, and Budge, real canny operator, said she's going <laughs> to she's going to seek legal advice about Hart's position. I have some I have some sympathy for the yeah. team at the bottom of the table. However, there there can be no denying that Celtic are the the by far and away the best team in the league. The league has just been called today, right? So forget the average points. Basically, say you just stopped the league and awarded it on positions and didn't extrapolate out the average points. Celtic have got 80 points. That's more than we won the league with in 2012-13 and only two more points less than last year. We've scored 89 goals, which is more than 18-19 and 17-18. We've got a goal difference of 70, which is better than last year, 15 16 14-15, 12-13, 11-12. It goes on and on. Odds and Edwards, 22 goals. Good enough to earn them top league goal scorer in three of the last nine years. Celtic have been rampant this season. Yeah, yeah. And particularly having recovered from the setback before Christmas, well, uh, sorry, before New Year, um, losing to Rangers. Since then... When Rangers won the league. Yeah, yeah. When we were asked the... the what, was, what was the thing about the laurels again? What does it even mean? It was Tom... It, I Look don't know. Look to your was, laurels. Look your laurels, of course it was, yeah. That Rangers TV commentator said um, when Rangers beat Celtic and Stephen Gerrard, woo, into the, into the <laughs> camera. <laughs> um, what did he say? He says... I don't, he rhymed off Scott Brown. I think he rhymed off some names and then went, look to your face. Look to your laurels. We're back. We're back with a bang. <laughs> I've, never heard good impression. I've never heard that before in my life, though. Look to your laurels. There must be something like unfathomably staunch about it and I just don't know. It it's just probably in the King James movie. Bible or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, from that game onwards, Celtic have been absolutely flying. We didn't know what, what Celtic were going to come back, whether it was going to be a huge psychological blow or the opposite was going to have a galvanising effect in 
it was without a doubt the the latter. Rangers, I feel like this, all these diversion tactics from Rangers ever since have successfully, mind, successfully diverted away from the fact that they were shocking after that point. <laughs> I mean, they lost at home to Hamilton Ackies and no one mentions it anymore. They lost at yeah. home 1-0 to Hamilton Ackies. They'd lost, I think, to Hearts as well. They went out of the cup to Hearts. Twice. Yeah, did they, they draw with St. Johnston as well? Was it two each or something like that as well? Their the form after January was absolutely deplorable. There's been a lot made of how Celtic are you know, capitalising on a global crisis to win a league and all that. The Rangers have done more capitalising on this to rebuild their reputation than, than anyone. They have somehow completely washed their fans' minds of how poor they were <laughs> on the football pitch. And I know, I mean, I could just rant off the top of my head here. I'm trying to kind of keep it succinct, but... The, the, Let it go, mate. No, go, 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 keep going. Keep, this is the time for it. I, it's, they've, they've, I mean, I, I don't mean to cast like allegations that they're deliberately out there trying to capitalise on, you know, what is an absolute, you know, a, well, literally a pandemic and a, a tragic time for, for many people, but... They, they are. They've sure gone about, <laughs> gone about uh, looking like that. They have somehow rebuilt Steven Gerrard's reputation. They've, they've rebuilt yep. their players' reputation. And before any of this happened, the Huns were raging. They were absolutely furious at the performance on the pitch. But all of a sudden, all this kind of PR work, they're now really, really angry at God knows what. That no one has ever actually been able to articulate what it is they're angry about in this decision. Tell us, like, but you've had... Weeks and months, I mean, we've all had a laugh at the, the dossier and the evidence that we're all sitting on and as well that amounted to absolutely nothing, really, uh, which was covered uh, really well by yourself, Jamie, and uh, a mystery anonymous lawyer um, mm-hmm. on one of our Patreon podcasts, The Breakfast of Champions. We all had a laugh about that at the time, but the amount of time that they have just sat on their hands and, and did nothing, they did nothing, and that somehow won their fans back around after their absolutely dismal form on the pitch to the point where that's just been forgotten and they're acting like Celtic have been awarded a title arbitrarily as if they just drew numbers everybody was in the same position no it's just a it's just a crapshoot we'll just pick a name at the hat or oh, it happens to be Celtic and we're raging about it I'm sorry gentlemen that's just not that's not how it happened there's there's no doubt that Celtic's form put the absolute shitters up Rangers Rangers thought mm. Yeah. They won the league in December. Yeah. They went away to Dubai. God knows what happened in Dubai. We came back and just battered absolutely everybody in sight. Yeah, I was having a look at the, the fixtures there. It was only a slight blip at, uh, at Hibs and Livingston early in the season. But when we get back from Dubai, I think it was nine straight league wins. We also beat, was it Patrick Fissel and Clyde in the cup in there with European games. So this team... Rampant, juggernaut, whatever you want to call them. 26 games out of 30 they won, and they, we won it convincingly. We came back from Dubai with a point to prove. We changed our system as well, which mm, we need to give yeah. Neil Lennon credit for as well, and the coaching staff. And, and the change of formation really suited the team, the players we had at the time. Everything just clicked into place for Celtic, and we knew that could happen because that game at Ibrox just felt like or not even Ibrox at Celtic Park yeah. even more disgustingly that Celtic just didn't show up and it kind of be proven now that they didn't show up because we went out and we've absolutely battled every day in sight since then and as we've been doing that the pressure has been put on Rangers and they cracked at every opportunity yeah. the game Stephen spoke about against Hamilton 
they clapped their manager in the eighth minute to show support for him, <laughs> and then the team went out and collapsed and That's got beat right. by a team at the bottom of the league. I'm so glad these you remember the, that. These, that these are the right. gems that we forget. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Celtic losing to Rangers in that game was a season-defining moment. That that was the season-defining moment, Stephen. Mm, yeah. Season-defining moment for them because it, it completely went to their head. And even after the game, we were saying on the podcast, I'm sure we were saying on the podcast, they think they've won the league here. They yeah, think they've yeah. won the league and, and they most certainly did. But for Celtic, that was a season-defining moment for them because Celtic, ha- I hate to quote Tom commentating here, but, but maybe they did yeah. go and look to their laurels. Maybe yeah, they did. Maybe they sat and say. they had a... <laughs> Yeah, they, they, I think it means have some self-reflection. Right, I think okay. that's what look to your laurels means. Right, okay. And I think they did that. I think they went and self-reflected and went, we're better than this. We're better than them. And and we need to do justice here. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, it's it could have gone either way, that game. It really could have. It's, um, we, we talk about this kind of thing all the time. You run the risk of... In such a rivalry, and if you know they're, they're bumming themselves up and they're coming back into a wee bit, and if you lose, especially at home, you run the risk of giving them a huge psychological advantage, which effectively Celtic did. But for whatever reason, and you and you said it uh, earlier, God knows what happened in Dubai. We'll never know. But they have absolutely, completely, and utterly collapsed. Whereas Celtic were the mirror opposite of that. They were completely and utterly relentless. They dropped a couple of points here and there. There was the the, the game against Livingston, which not for the first time um, was a bit of a, a hairy one. But other than that, the, the form was that of well, it's a big cliche, but that's that's why we're champions, and it? it's like that's that's the way champions play. You need to go Celtic were thirteen points ahead here, right? Yeah. So for all the talk of getting handed league titles, and I'm not and. I'm. I'm not. We're not even giving any airtime to the asterisks on this, as far as I'm concerned. Use can if you want. I don't have any time yeah. for it. Doesn't. Doesn't make. Doesn't. Doesn't butter any parsnips for me, <laughs> Stephen. Um, my name here. Put it on here for you. Oh, so you did. Yeah. Oh, so you do, really. I was wondering <laughs> what that was for. Um, you have to go back to I think ninety nine two thousand um, when the last time that Rangers won the league. A points margin this light this large over yeah, Celtic. Not even this cent not even <laughs> aye, twenty one, not even this century. Celtic are Celtic are very, very, very well deserved champions. Well the what they have in, in common with the Dick Advocate season is that the losing manager also was a better player than he was a manager, John Barnes and Kenny <laughs> Delgleish. So, uh, yeah, just I know you, you said you don't want to talk about it, but just before we move too far on it, this asterisk pattern as well. Um, what this is for the Rangers, again, we've, we've already spoken about the PR job that they're doing, and it, it has been a success. There's no doubt about it. Did it win them the league? Did it stop Celtic win the league? No, it didn't. But it has won the fans. The, the fans are up in arms. They're behind their club like absolutely never before. The U the usual just staunch honorary, right? But with the asterisk part is it's it's yet another one of these false equivalences be- between Rangers fans and Celtic. The two sides of the same coin, the both as bad as each other thing, right? It, it, what the asterisk is is a is an attempt to redress what happened with the financial doping in um, years and decades gone by. That's that's all it is. It's just an attempt to to make yeah. things look like that. This this season, right, this season will always be an extraordinary season. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But what I would say about it is don't be afraid of asterisks because what they think it means, it doesn't. The reason they've got asterisks attached to their seasons back in the, the day, or as we would would like it, is because they were proven to be cheating. They, they were proven to be cheating in financial doping. That's what we mean. 
It's again, it's again capitalising on a situation that everyone has felt. Everyone is involved in the, the exact same thing. This season has been curtailed through no fault of Celtics, but they're they're somehow trying to attach this asterisk next to it to prove that it's it's in some way invalid. The asterisk just means that the season was extraordinary. It just means there's a footnote attached and there will be forever. But to level that, to try and balance that out with cheating is absurd. Absolutely <laughs> You're right, aye, ludicrous. Aye. And it, it just doesn't work. I don't care if they put an asterisk next to it because as I say, I, I'm not afraid of it. What that asterisk means is the world had a disease. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and, and we had to come up with extraordinary circumstances, extraordinary measures to draw the season to a close. That's what the asterisk means. You can take your allegations of cheating or, or not allegations, rather implications that cheating and invalid titles and all that and just fart them up against a wall for all I care. It's just... Yeah, it's I've, got, I've got something they can yeah. put an asterisk beside. This will, in years to come, we'll look back on this and oh, the season ended early there. Yeah. And you can just sit them down and say, yeah, and see from January to March, those eight, nine games, all you had to do was win them yeah. all. And you could have stopped all this. Yeah. You couldn't even do that. Yeah. You couldn't even be top of the league in March, coming I... up to a game, a home game against us. Couldn't do that. Eight games you had to win. And I don't even think they won half of them. Yeah, it's almost like we we, we didn't play a full season. I bet we didn't have to. We could have just played <laughs> from January until now and you just could have won the fucking thing, but you couldn't. And look what's happened today as well, because yeah, yes, the season w- was curtailed. It was truncated and there's nothing anyone can do about that. But... What the asterisk also means is that Celtic were so far ahead at the point where we had to make a decision that it was such an easy decision that everyone voted for it. There was no decision to make because <laughs> Celtic, yeah, because Celtic were so far ahead, it was basically an open and shut case as soon as it got down to the actual brass tacks of it. Like take all the the infighting and the talk of league reconstruction and all that out of it the weeks and weeks of all that kind of piffle that was what was going on and uh, people arguing on sports sound and all that what it actually boiled down to was a unanimous vote that was so easy that there was basically no decision to be made because Celtic were so far ahead if Celtic were one point ahead and Rangers had the game in hand we wouldn't have been in this scenario because the the league wouldn't have been called based on that but ultimately it still goes to a vote it goes to a vote and and that's the scenario we've we've seen played out today. And let's not forget here what the Huns have done their said their piece. The biggest losers in the season haven't been curtailed so early is Celtic. Yeah. 100%, Celtic were yeah. Going for we could have got how many points? We would have got over a hundred points going by this. Mm. We Yeah, hundred and one would have been the average points if you played so out all the games. Could have been about a third highest total ever. Celtic were robbed of the chance to win their ninth title in a row in front of the fans. We had Luckily, the Scottish Cup, we found out today, is going to be played. So we'll have the semi-final and the final back in front of the fans at some point. So that's a bonus. We could have been robbed of a quadruple treble and the chance to celebrate with our fans. And they are hard done by. No, no, no. Just just before we wrap up on all points for the Huns, I think what, what... You know, people say, you know, Rangers fans are this, they're foaming at the mouth, they're losing the rag, they, they're they not thinking about this sensibly. And I say, no, no, no. If, if you want sensible Rangers' opinion, just uh, go to the internet browser and type followfollow.com and then read, <laughs> read the forum. Just having a quick glance over follow follow here, there are some um, intellectuals I've created some threads. One is called Scum Given a Tainted Title by <laughs> Lowell's Fluffers. Um is another one that says Alex Ray on Snide congratulates TLB on quotes winning the title. TLB is of course what Stephen? 
is the the Lurgan bigot? Is that yeah? The Lurgan bigot, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Neil Lennon, of course. Yeah. Uh, user Bada Bing has said, "How about a song about tainted titles?" Question mark. And Flecky <laughs> says, "Scum clowns having a convoy in the town." Um, so they're really, really <laughs> they're taking it quite well. Uh, one thing that I hope the conversation does return to on this podcast and in general in Scottish football is about how good Celtic were, is about hmm. how Scott Brown has captained Celtic to nine titles in a row, quite a magnificent feat, how good Callum McGregor was for Celtic in the centre of midfield, the start of the season that Ryan Christie had, how absolutely exquisite Odson <laughs> Edward was as yeah. the as the games went on. Let's not Foster. get started. Fraser, yeah. Fraser Foster. Let's not forget all about this because... We had some absolutely sensational players producing some absolutely sensational performances. Um, a wee word on Scott Brown. Scott Brown, nine in a row winning Celtic captain. He has undoubtedly had his ups and downs with Celtic over the time. Yeah. I don't think there's any denying that he's... Towards the end of Ronnie Dyla's career when we were doing this podcast, unanimously we kind of th- felt on the podcast that Scott Brown was on the way down, certainly. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he picked things back up under Brendan Rodgers. I don't think there's any doubt now that Scott Brown, Stephen, is a Celtic legend. Nine in a row winning captain. Nailed nah, down Celtic nah, legend. It's, yeah, it's with, without doubt. Uh, there's no no longer any debate over that whatsoever. Surely not. I mean, even... You don't just go on trophies. You, you don't. I don't agree that in all cases, just tallying up trophies equals the better player. But you look at the, the context of this. It's, it's an incredible... Incredible achievement. Melly, you started talking earlier about how, um, I'll, I'll keep this brief, but just to go back, you, you spoke about how the achievement, and I actually wanted to say that earlier. I, I talked about how the news today was a bit a, a bit of a, a wee bit flat, a wee bit kind of, no, it wasn't flat, but what I mean is it's it's a wee bit unsatisfying compared to, to a usual title win. But that comes completely separate to the overall achievement. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely blown away by that. Like when you actually sit back and take in what exactly nine titles in a row means, it's, mm. it's, it's astonishing. And Scott Brown has been there for obviously every every minute of it, and that's it's it's a staggering achievement not only for for Brown but for Celtic, but for Neil Lennon who's been there for a significant chunk of it as well. Jamie, you mentioned Callum McGregor. Who and we'll get to talk about all this stuff as well, maybe in a more more appropriate podcast um, to come. But Callum McGregor deserves immense credit as well because he's not necessarily the most fashionable player in the squad. Odds on Edward is obviously a more headline grabbing guy, but the amount of games we've all had a joke about it. The amount of games Callum McGregor plays in a season is absolutely ridiculous. Upwards of sixty games. Uh, we're always joking about having a, somebody's got to give him a rest at some point. But the level of consistency he's getting he shows, that rest now, right? You know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the level of consistency in Callum McGregor's game is, is astounding as well. It, it's. I feel like I, I just want to say that. I, th- I feel like, as I say, Elton Edward is obviously more flashy and more. He, he gets more goals, but. The level of consistency to be able to control a midfield for an entire season, basically, and basically, and never dropping off, he never drops below an eight out of ten every single game is is absolutely incredible. I don't want to go through the entire squad at this point because, you know, we could you could spend an entire podcast just listing players and how good they've been. Fraser Foster as well. You you mentioned earlier his performance in Europe because we forget about Europe as well. Europe was mm. a, a roaring success until the the disappointment of Copenhagen. The, with the Fraser Foster Cup final as well, where he, yep. he kept <laughs> kept Rangers at bay, ridiculous. See, just a final thing on Scott Brown. I know this is this is small beer compared to 
like what's going on in the world and you know we, we all take it as read that, that there are more important things going on in the world but this is a football podcast it's a Celtic podcast so this is what we're here to talk about we can all agree that it's not the most important thing in the world but Scott Brown this could have really harmed his career as well we I think we all accept that Scott Brown is getting towards the twilight of his career and he's just suddenly had months and months of it taken away from him so it's Mm. It's going to it's going to take a, an exceptionally strong character and, and strong player to come back from this at, at his stage's career. I remember someone talking about how Euro to uh, Euro twenty twenty being moved back is going to basically end a load of international players' career it's because you know they were maybe at their peak. I think Olivier Giroud was a a prime yeah. example coming into a really good bit of form, and now he'll probably find himself he won't be in it. So Scott Brown, that got me thinking about Scott Brown and how it's going to take something special to come back from this this amount of uh, time away from football at this stage of his career. But would you bet against it? Would you bet against Scott Brown coming Not back? Exactly. Well, would you bet against him coming back do- even better than he than he previously was? Not for me. He's been doing a lot of media recently, Scott Brown, obviously with Celtic getting the title and the run up to it. Celtic's PR stuff wasn't anywhere near as strong as Rangers, but Scott Brown was doing a few bits and bobs and he was asked on Sky Sports how many seasons he thinks he's got left. Mm. He says, oh, I don't know. I need to play it by year. I need to listen to my body, but I feel fit. I feel as fit as I ever did. And I think I've maybe got two or three seasons left. And I kind of thought, well, footballers always over-egg it. Mm. You know, you're looking at Scott Brown, you're thinking, oh, have, you, have you really got three seasons left? Maybe he does. I mean, three seasons... Would, doesn't necessarily take, need to be with Celtic. But well, that's it? what I was going to say. Yeah, he would I'd be like 38. Yeah, it would be 38. So it's not out with the realms of possibility, but I'm not sure if it would be at Celtic. Um, just another note on Scott Brown. See the photos today, the official photo call where he was getting obviously the the, the title trophy was getting taken that looked like his back garden or something. And he had his <laughs> yeah. hair back. Yeah. He, he looked like he looked like a character. He looked like an actor out of a character or something. It was so <laughs> bizarre actually. seeing him. <laughs> Didn't he? It was so bizarre seeing him with the hair. He's always let it grow back. Um, there's there's one man that we need to talk about. His name's come up a couple of times in this podcast. Back in May. When Neil Lennon was given the manager's job, I think it's important that we're upfront and honest with with our listeners, who obviously have been following us since me. Yeah. Um, us as long as many of the Celtic support, you know, there was a varying opinions on this podcast, varying opinions on the podcast about the the appointment of Neil Lennon. But I don't think, you know, it's it's fair to say none of us were overly enthused about it. I, you know, none of us were cock. No, nobody yeah. was. No, I done. I tried to do, sort of. You play should have stuck advocate. to your laurels, Jamie. I, I should have stuck to my laurels. Let us convince you otherwise, didn't you? I know, I know, I know. I should have stuck to it. You know, I tried. I mounted a defence of Neil Lennon at the time that I thought was it was adequate, but at the same time, I still had my reservations. Mm. We weren't as strong as other people. There was other Celtic fans that we know and other people that we talked to who were just absolutely dead against it. Didn't want them anywhere near it. Mm. And to be fair to those people, it's. You know, with with new information at hand, you're allowed to develop new opinions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the information you had at hand at the right time, if you thought Neil Lennon wasn't the man for the job, then that that's fair enough. But now I think Neil Lennon has just proved so many people wrong. Never in my wildest dreams that I think Neil Lennon would come in, do as well as he's done, play the style of football the way that he has, scored as many goals the way he's had. It is it is the Neil Lennon melee that I wanted. It is the shot and trolley doing a stare of a close, filled with fireworks, <laughs> going all off at once. That's what this season's been. Yeah, as you said, uh, this season has been the best season since the Invincibles. Mm, We've yeah. been absolutely flying. We had a wee blip against uh, Hibs and then Livingston where we dropped points in two consecutive league games. But after every time we've dropped points, we've just went on another run 
until we've dropped points. It's been eight or nine games in between every time. To drop points in four games was incredible, especially when we maybe thought after last season it was the end of the road for a lot of these players. But Neil Lennon's rejuvenated so many of them. Hmm. We've made more better signings this season than the past three signings combined. He's just managed to get near enough everything right, maybe the Clues game and Copenhagen aside. There's not been many mistakes and we not didn't think that. Well, yeah, you can say that, but we didn't really turn up for the old, that one game. And, and anyway, we won the other game that we... <laughs> yeah, we I suppose that so is. It was absolutely tremendous. I wouldn't swap that game for anything now, that League Cup final, because to see them batter us and then come away with nothing... Look, again, what are they left with this season? They're left with a manager who's got off scot-free and he's going to need to go back now. Do you think he wants to be there next season? Not a chance. Celtic are flying. We've got a good squad together. If we can keep that together and maybe get in a few players depending on what happens. But Lennon and the, the whole coaching staff deserve so, so much credit for this season. I think it's I think it's harsh on us to say that we, we got it wrong with Neil Lennon because I think... Looking back, I don't think any of us were dead against it. I'm sure someone who could go back and dig out a quote, and I'm sure someone will dig out a quote that <laughs> says we were dead against it. But um, I think we were all just a little bit, a little bit ambivalent over it. It was just a little bit of a meh signing, well, appointment rather. I think we need to look at it in context, not with the information we have now. It's a hugely successful season. But in the context that we had been spoiled rotten, we're getting Brendan Rodgers for three seasons. Um, that was, when a football club does that, that's the level you think you're always going to stay at in terms of managerial appointment. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not like, yeah. you don't ever think, well, well, this is brilliant, but we're going to come crashing back down to earth. We're going to get a pure <laughs> crap manager next time. You don't think along those lines. You think you've hit the big time and you're going to stay in the big time. Now, that's not to say that Brendan Rodgers is a better Celtic manager than Neil Lennon, but the, you know, there's something we say all the time. There's levels to this shit. And I think that's basically the the lens we were looking at the Lennon thing through at the time because that was the situation. That, there's no getting away from it now. We can look back on it now and think, well, do you know what? We were wrong. We were we were wrong, or at least we were we were unfair to be disappointed by it. We were we were unfair. We didn't give Lennon enough of a chance at the time, and I, I'm glad I'm glad that that was the appointment at the time. And you're right, you could barely fault the season. Mistakes made, of course. You you mentioned it, Melly Clues and Copenhagen were big disappointments, but yeah. really across the whole season, basically blips. Don't get me wrong. Mm, I, I yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. I think Celtic should be doing better in Europe than they did. However, Lazio was incredible. Lazio was absolutely incredible. So was Ren. So everything was absolutely brilliant. However, that Copenhagen was a letdown. But the thing is, it's not uh, worthy of derailing a season. The success that came from the league entirely deserved, entirely deserved. And no amount of tweets and no amount of threads on follow follow are ever taking it away. I don't. Like, <laughs> not yeah. and. You're you're spot on, yeah. like, and I'm glad because that's just what I was about to come to. First of all, I was going to make a joke about our criticisms, probably what spurred Neil Lennon on. So I'll make <laughs> that joke, and then I'll move on to the point that I was going to make was that there's. I, I feel so happy that Celtic have got nine in a row, and I've I've said this and said this point before. But when my grandpa and my dad were watching Celtic, you used to get told stories of Lisbon Lions and you used to get told the stories of nine in a row. That's why yeah. nine in a row is <laughs> yeah. special in yeah. this country because it's a, it exists as a thing 
because Celtic were the first team to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Rangers then copied it, they achieved it. <laughs> yeah, and we but, lived through but, that as well. With asterisks, yeah. with asterisks yeah. next to it. With asterisks yeah. and we lived through it, right? But, but even just give them it, right? Just give them it for the sake of conversation. But I just feel so privileged that the Celtic team that we are watching and we're getting a bit navel-gazing, but the Celtic team that are, are operating just now whilst we decided to record a podcast... I've went on and done done it as well, but these guys that we that we're watching the McGregor's, the Forest, the Browns, these guys are going to grow to be Celtic icons the same way that, that the original nine in row team were. Yes, spot on. And look, sometimes as we've seen recently, we have taken a lot of things for granted. This this sort of virus has shown that up where we do take going to the football for granted. We do take all these things for granted. But in five, ten, fifteen years time we'll still be talking about this. We will yeah, still be yeah. talking about what's happening right now because even if we somehow don't go on to get the 10, nine in a row, as you've said, time and time again, Jamie, is a tremendous achievement. It's yeah. unbelievable to go nine consecutive titles in a row and win them all and see the last three seasons. We've won the other two trophies as well. We probably, <laughs> in all likelihood, would have won it this season yeah. as well. That's that's never happened before. So what does that take us up to? Is that eleven trophies in a row? Celtic have won. Yeah, well, eleven. Aye, it must be. It must be. You might as well just give the Scottish Cup as well. Honestly, can he operate an ambudge up against? It's the video oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> video game stuff. See if somebody came to me like before any of this happened and said they'd get a, a champ manager game on the go and I've I've just won eleven trophies in a row. I'm going for my twelfth. I'd be like, oh, mate, I don't know why you waste you know, your time with that nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just. That game's no realistic. Get yourself something a wee bit harder. <laughs> but to, to think it's actually happening in real life, it's just, it doesn't quite sink in. It's, it's something we're not going to fully appreciate. Obviously, we, we're in a, a good position and we get to talk properly about every game as it happens, but I feel like it's not going to, you're not going to be able to look back on it as a whole until you know, a, a few years down the line, Mel, you said oh, like 10, 10, 15 years time. So it's like, if, we won't fully appreciate this until the tables turn again and Rangers are pumping us week in, week out, and <laughs> yeah. winning every time. It's like, I'd, we compare it to the last nine in a row. I'm sure if podcasts exist during the last nine in a row, you would get episodes where, oh, do you know what, see it, Bobby Murdoch, he wasn't very good this week. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'd be selling him, get get rid of him at the end of the season. It's, it's when you look, you look back on it as, as a whole, it's obviously an absolutely iconic and legendary achievement and I'm sure this will be absolutely no different in years to come. In fact... There's no point in me saying I'm sure it will be no different. It is no different. It's an absolutely incredible um, achievement, and all this. You see the tweets flying about. Oh, and it's got the years. I can't remember the exact years, but Rangers not in league. Rangers not in league. Rangers deducted ten points. Five. Yeah. Fuck off. And what? I don't. I don't, what? I don't. I don't. I do not view any of Celtic's achievements through the prism of that lot no. at all. I, I just won't. I won't entertain it. Uh, how long have Celtic fans been talking about nine in a row? Since about three in a row, maybe. Yeah, probably, yeah. Since, well, definitely One. since Rangers died. Right, yeah. Celtic are sitting on 51 titles now, so is the new thing going for 55? <laughs> oh, if we get the 10, that's the next the next target. If, if Celtic have only now got to win four more titles before Rangers win one. <laughs> it's, it, it's These events aren't connected. In fact, in many ways, the more titles you win the better position you find yourself in mm. to win the next one because winning becomes a habit. So do you think we'll get 55 before that lot? <laughs> we only have to win four more before they win one. 
we, we never know what's going to happen, but see if we get next year, what do they do after that? Mm. Because they've thrown out everything out this year and they have collapsed. And look, see they're going for 55. I've said it before. It's marketing genius because you can just roll out the same stuff every season mm. and you don't need to buy any new stuff, do you? You can just go, 55's coming, 55's coming. How many people, how many tweets have you seen today just retweeted, 55 is coming? <laughs> Stephen, are we no. going? Stephen, are we going for 55? Um, yeah, we are. We're going for 55, going for 60, any number of uh, of league wins. <laughs> you two were so non-committal. They were <laughs> going for 50. We are go- the new hashtag of this podcast is going for 55. Wait That's till after next season, then we can do that. We're going to have to next season one game at a time as well, aren't we? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so well, look what happened. Our pa- pandemic hit last time we done that, <laughs> so I'd, uh, obviously jinxed. Well, something I've been saying all, all along, at least, is that, you know, Things don't stop after 10. There's too much build-up no, to this no. 10 as if, right, once you do that, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. No, no. You picture yourself at the end of that that 10-in-a-row season. Are you just going to be like, well, that's that chucked. I may as well stop going to the football. No, you're, you're going to be... <laughs> Put the joggies on. Yeah, you're going to be just as hungry for 11, just as hungry for 12. So I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be chasing 55 before that lot do it. Absolutely. If that's, if that's one of those kind of unspoken behind the scenes targets now you sometimes was it was it Scott Brown or was it Brendan Rodgers in his first season spoke about the targets they they had set uh, uh, five targets yeah they, they, they mm-hmm. wouldn't reveal if that's if that's something that's going on in the dressing room we're going to get to 55 before them well, well Neil Lennon Neil Lennon said today that his target was 100 points that's what he said yeah. today he wanted to make 100 points and 100 goals I think as well we've got to give a bit of credit to it's it, it's it would be unusual for a Celtic podcast to give this man credit, but I think over the past couple of weeks and months, especially during this epidemic, he's played an absolute blinder. It's certainly given me a lot of entertainment, a lot of laughs, um, just by the way he sort of conducted himself as um, Alex Ray. I think um, <laughs> I, I think uh, the way Alex Ray came right out the traps here, talking about horse races and marathons and people falling <laughs> and asking for titles and null, he's just running about in front of the microphone scrambling um, Chris Boyd as well absolutely sensational I liked him in a particular he'd done an interview on Sky where he says I think that something something you need to something with, with the something did you, did you see that one that was terrific Stephen Thompson on Radio Clyde Tomo as they call him mm. ex-Rangers there's a theme running through all these guys he said I don't want Celtic to get the title I want the games played they said to him, how do you propose we play the games? He says, I don't know. They said to him, <laughs> well, that's the problem. He went, oh, will somebody think of something? In a sort of panicked way. That was great. Um, oh, for re- them, EBTs. I just, just see on Stephen Thompson there, you've reminded me of it. What, what will... Big Stevie Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so, I, I will look back on this affectionately as the, the bad analogy era, the bad sports <laughs> analogy era. You talk about the... Everybody was kind of these, oh, if a horse falls and then uh, everybody else keeps on running, do, do you call the rate? Just utter garbage. And you, you mentioned Stephen Thompson there. Weeks into this thing, weeks had passed and he was still wheeling out like really bad sporting analogies. And he said, if you're running a 10K and it stops with 2K to go and someone's last, are you going to tell them they're last? Yes. <laughs> Obviously yes. yes. Obviously yes, Thompson. <laughs> that doesn't work in any <laughs> in any way possible. Yes, they are last. <laughs> um, whilst all this hilarity was going on, and you know, Rangers releasing statement after statement, sixteen uh, statements by the way, sixteen, 16 <laughs> statements. Um, and, and 
genuinely, I think uh, the guy that played the blinder wasn't, but we're not going to spend too much time phoning over him. But I think Peter Law played, played a blinder. Uh, we're bored shill now. We, are we bored shills? But basically just by, I don't know if he played a blind. I mean, Peter Law could be sitting in his office going, I want to reply. And he's got some secretary or some assistant going, Peter, that's a terrible idea. You know, <laughs> just, but I think the way Celtic generally handled this whole thing, I'm going to use a word normally normally co-opted by the Huns, but I think Celtic have handled this entire thing with a lot of dignity and oh. grace. Grace and decorum, to get some grace, lessons in decorum. grace and decorum. <laughs> yeah, and Rangers have handled this uh, like a, a dump truck backing up with flat tyres or something, whatever the, the joke yeah. is. Um, no, but seriously, Celtic have handled this. You know, they've just said, whatever may be, will be. They've not got into the war of words. Yeah. They know, Celtic knew and everyone knew that, you know, there was no way this league could get called any other way apart from giving Celtic the deserved winners the title. And we, we played a blinder to that effect. Yeah, I think Peter Lawlett were first to criticise him on here, but when he does stuff like this, he's guided Celtic to nine titles in a row. He brought back Neil Lennon, that was his call. It was a good call. He sort of backed him in the transfer market. He'd done well. But hopefully now that all this is over and Rangers have had their wee tantrums and all that, we can really start to look at how we can help Scottish football going forward now because, look, the league's called. That's good. We're champions. But there's still a lot of work to do mm, for the yeah. all of Scottish football to get mm. next season started. Now, Neil Lennon said tonight that we're hoping to get back to training on uh, the 10th of June. That's good, but it's going to be a long way away before we can start any football. And even then, will there be fans in? So the club and Scot Scottish football in general are going to need to come up with ways to keep the fans engaged because it's been horrible mm, without the yeah. football fun the the Huns have made it a lot of fun with other <laughs> stuff they've done but really now after seeing the German football back you'd love to see football back and Celtic going next season for a 10th league title in a row it is going to be special and hopefully we can all be there to see it happen Aye, Melly's Melly's really touched on something there Stephen it has been it has been pretty shite without the football it's been difficult you know we're just so used to going to the games, doing the podcasts, having yeah. a bit of Celtic to watch, and it, it's been it's been pretty tricky. But hopefully, you know, this season it's been bookended. It's over now. All the discussion is over. The focus is on next season. The focus is on getting the games played now and getting fans into stadiums, isn't it? Yeah, I'm remaining optimistic on that as well. Maybe foolishly, I don't. Um, I, I don't know. It's all I can be. It's all I can be at the moment. Is just try and be optimistic and hopeful that the football isn't too far away. I think we've seen the glimmer of hope with the Bundesliga being back. It was a bit strange. I don't know if uh, you saw uh, a lot of it. It was very, like a training game. Yeah, I was not I was very very yet, strange. To be honest with you. Um, but it, it's weird. Just that, as an aside, coming back to watch real football after what was well, I mean, literally two months basically just spent watching things like YouTube highlights and like old games that you specifically looked at it was weird having a real game of football back and then someone dives and you think oh that's right I remember these things about football now <laughs> <laughs> that's back to after the bang <laughs> but um Andy, Andy Walker was delighted but yeah as I say I'm just it's fingers crossed now I feel like now that this sorry episode in Scottish football that went on far too long, went on much, much longer than it needed to be, is over. I feel like we can focus on the future and I just be optimistic about it. If um, if the plan is to be back in training by June, then let's all keep our fingers crossed that everything just goes to plan and we can get back to some sort of semblance of normality very soon. And I think that's a that's a terrific place to to wrap up. Um, yeah, weird weird times for football, weird times for 
people doing a podcast. It's just something that we want. We want the football to get back as soon as possible. Yeah. And that's a good place to wrap up. Aye, we're all just wanting it to get back to normal as quick as possible. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for listening. Thanks to the patrons, especially, who have uh, supported us greatly during this time. And the Patreon content keeps coming. If that sounds like something that would interest you, check it out at patreon.com slash 20minutetims. But in the meantime, Stephen, would you like to say goodbye to the boys and girls? Goodbye to the boys and girls. And that's both with an H in it, boys and girls. Yeah. Melly, would you like to say something with your nine and a row flag looking absolutely resplendent behind you? I'll just toast the loving cup and say, ladies and gentlemen, the champions. Ladies and gentlemen, the champions. And on that bombshell, we shall end. Thanks for listening. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.